In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom and Anthony. It's a new day. It's a new day. It's a brand new day. Hallelujah. It's a new day. It's a new day. It's a brand new day. Revelation. 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 Hallelujah. Revelation. Revelation. Hallelujah. It's a new day. It's a new day. It's a brand new day. It's a new day. It's a new day. It's a brand new day. We praise you, Lord. We give you thanks. We adore you for giving us Jesus. We adore you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, that we are so privileged to preach about in Jesus' name. I'm reading from the first letter of St. John. We declare to you what was from the beginning. In John's Gospel it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. We declare what was from the beginning. That's Jesus. Before He became Jesus, He was the Word of God. What we have heard and what we have seen with our eyes and have looked upon and touched. In other words, Jesus wasn't a ghost. They touched him. They saw him. They could hold his hand. Even in the resurrection, he was not a ghost. He was Jesus, a glorified man. Let's continue. Concerning the word of life, this life was revealed, and we have seen it and testify to it, and declare to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. That eternal life that was with the Father is the Lord Jesus Christ. We declare to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us. We saw him, we heard him, we touched him. He's real. He's real. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. The joy of the Apostle John is to spread the Word of God to people, to let them know that Jesus is alive, that Jesus is the risen Savior, that Jesus came to die for our sins, that Jesus came to shed his blood for us, that Jesus was raised from the dead. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Thank you, Lord. And thank you, Jesus, that he's still as alive today in your life as he was when he was walking with the apostles, that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, that he's still upon this earth doing miracles through the power of the Holy Spirit, that he's still filling the present-day apostles, which are you, which is you. You're a disciple of Jesus with his love, with his power, with his joy, with his wisdom, with his knowledge, with all of heaven. Jesus, we just thank you that you are so present to us now, just as present to us now through the power of your Holy Spirit as you were to the apostles as they walked upon this earth, that you have chosen us out of everyone in the world, that he's chosen you. He's chosen you to click on this broadcast. He's chosen you to pour out his love into. He's chosen you to receive salvation. He's chosen you. And he loves you. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Word was God. He was with the beginning with God. All things were made through him. There was a man sent from God. His name was John. He came to witness to the light. He was not the light. Why does the apostle say that in the first chapter of John? Because at the earliest times, people were thinking that John the Baptist was the Messiah. He was not the light. He came to bear witness to the light, and that light is the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will never live in darkness. I am the light of the world. If we say that we have fellowship with him while we are walking in darkness, we lie and do not do what is true. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. Oh, oh yes, the blood of Jesus. How important is the blood of Jesus? That on the cross he shared his blood with us so that we would be forgiven our sins. That's why we go to confession. That's why we speak the word of our sins, knowing that the blood of Jesus washes away our sins. How do we know that? Because the scripture just told us that. And it's real that the blood of Jesus washes away our sins. So I have people that are still guilty for what they did a long time ago, even an abortion. But you've already been forgiven. You don't need to be guilty. That's not God's will for you. It's God's will that you know that the blood of Jesus has made you perfect in his presence, the precious blood of the Lamb. And once the light of God comes into you, it drives out all darkness. We know God is light and there's no darkness in him. You know, a lot of the Bible, New Testament, it's about light. Jesus is pure light. You know, when, when he was transfigured, on the mountain, we, we saw Jesus's true heavenly body. The light just emanated and radiated with, with, through him and just from him. 
So when the light of God comes into you and we receive Jesus as our Savior, it begins to drive out all darkness. You know, when we become detached from things of this world, the Lord lets us be attached to the things of heaven. So as the light pours out, you know, when we were... As the light pours out, it just transfigures us. Jesus wants you to live a transfigured, ascended life in the light of God. He wants you to live in the light of God. He wants you to live in the light of God. He wants you to live in the light of God. And you know, as we were singing last night about the blood of Jesus, which washed away our sins, you can feel the tangible presence of God. You know, through the blood of Jesus, we have been redeemed, we've been saved. And if you're feeling condemned about any, about anything that you've confessed, about anything you've done in the past, there's no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. And the blood of Jesus has already done it for you. The light of God has already drived out all darkness. You know, so we just thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. The blood of Jesus, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. Oh, people have said to me, I don't sin. Oh, no, you just sinned right now by saying you don't sin. Because you think you're perfect. You say, well, I don't commit murder, I don't rob banks. Those aren't the only sins. What about the sin of gossip? What about the sin of throwing down your priest? What about the sin that is hidden in you? Oh yes, it's so easy to gossip about our neighbor. It's so easy to speak bad things about our neighbor. That's sin. That's sin. And it breaks down the presence of God in a place. You see, we need to know that we are forgiven but we have sinned, and we have fallen short of the glory of God. You have sinned, and you have fallen short of the glory of God. I have sinned, and I have fallen short of the glory of God. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he who is faithful and just will forgive us our sins, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness if we confess our sins. Jesus, on the night that he rose from the dead, said to the apostles, Whose sins you forgive shall be forgiven. Whose sins you retain shall be retained. That's where we get confession from. The priest has the ability in the grace of God to forgive sins as they are confessed. And repented of. That's because Jesus gave us priests to be representatives of Himself on this earth. You know, in the light of God, there's a revelatory light from heaven. So when you ask God to flood you with the light of God, it comes with the blueprints and the DNA of heaven. The light of God illuminates your mind and it takes us from understanding things in human terms, to letting God divinize us and seeing things and understanding things as God sees things. If we see the world as God sees the world, we walk in total peace, 
joy and love. You know, Jesus was in a chaotic world, but he never left a place of peace. He never left a place of fulfillment. You know, if we are walking in fear, anxiety, we're walking outside of the will of God. Because when we have, when you have, when I have, by the grace of God, perfect trust in Jesus, when we can have perfect trust in Jesus, in his love, in his plan, in his providence, we know that he has everything under control. We know that he has everything under control. And Jesus has you exactly where you need to be to get to where he needs to take you. He knows where he wants you to finish, and he just leads you through things in your life. So that slowly you can just give over all of yourself to Jesus. That the light of God can come and flood you and drive out all the darkness within us. You know, it's not darkness because we're bad people. It's darkness because we're living, we're fallen humans living in a fallen world. But when we receive the light of God that came from heaven, just like Jesus, the eternal word that came from heaven, it comes with the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding and the light and the power and the joy of heaven. So suddenly it's not you speaking, it's the Lord speaking through you. It's not you praying, it's the Lord speaking, praying through you. That Jesus begins to come into us through the power of the Holy Spirit and not only continue his ministry through you, through you, through you, but he begins to relive his life through you upon this earth. That he gazes through your eyes and sees this world. That when people see you, they don't see you. They see the risen Lord within you. You know, Mother Teresa, she said... She didn't take care and feed the poor for the people's sake. She did it for Jesus. Because in every single person, she saw the risen Lord. She saw Jesus. And everything we do, we do for the love of God. And when we love God, we, we love the people of God. But we want to see Jesus. We want to see the risen Lord in every person we come across because he is more alive. He is as alive now as he was when he was walking upon this earth. Amen. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. In other words, you say, I don't sin. Well, you make God a liar because the word of God says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All have sinned. You have sinned. But the good news is not that you've sinned, but that there's forgiveness in the blood of Jesus. There's forgiveness in the sacrament of penance, going under the blood of Jesus. That's the good news. It's not the good news about our sin. It's the good news about our forgiveness of sin. And he washes away that sin as far as the east is from the west, as far as the north is from the south. Chapter 2. My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. If anyone does sin, we all sin. What do we have? We have the advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not for ours only, but for all the sins of the whole world. Jesus died not only for you and for me, but the atoning sacrifice for the world. We need to 
go to him and give him our surrender to be part of his body. We are baptized, we became part of his body, but now he waits for our surrender to give us the new birth experience. Oh yes, and it's all about light. It's all about forgiveness. It's all about God. We don't want to make God a liar. We don't want to say we don't sin, because we do. We might not know our sins. That's, an is that's another issue. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal them. And he never reveals them with torment. He reveals them with peace. With peace, he reveals our sins. And, you know, that's where I am stuck. I have to ask God to show me my sins. I know some of them, and I know some of them in my head. But immediately as I get those thoughts in my head, I give them to Jesus by the grace of God, by the grace of the living God, by the grace of Jesus Christ. And even what John say saying, I'm writing these things so that you may not sin. Now, we know we're all going to sin, but, you know, we want to have a desire not to sin. Fear of the Lord is fearing offending God, fearing losing his presence, fearing doing anything before we sin. You know, we're not all going to be perfect, but our desire to want to be perfect for the Lord is all he asks from us. We're not going to, you're not going to, I'm not going to be perfect, but our desire to want to be perfect for the Lord is what he asks from us. This is what all the saints understood, that we're always going to fall short of the glory of God, but we want a desire. We want a desire. You want a desire every second of your life that you want to be perfect as, as Jesus is perfect, that you rather die than sin on purpose, that you rather die than fall outside the grace of the Lord. Because when we see what Jesus do has done for us, when we see what the gift that God has given upon your life, what can we give back to him? We can give back obedience to the Lord, obedience to his church, obedience to his word, obedience and love and peace and joy to a sacrament, that we can live a life worthy, that you can live a life worthy of the name of Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit within you who is a comforter, who is the advocate, but he emboldens you and he empowers you and he gives you the grace to not only understand and obtain the wisdom of God, but have the power to walk it out. We know that sin separates us from God. So we don't want to sin because we don't want to offend God, but even in a greater way, you know, it's not prudent. Uh, it's not prudent for your life for any of our lives to sin because sin separates us from the Lord. And we might think these little sins are giving us gratifications or little happinesses, but they might give you a one second throw, but it's separating you from the Lord while on this earth. And God doesn't want you to be separated from him. He wants to be fused within you, you know, and as you let the light pour into you as you let the light of christ pour into you it just does it for you the biggest thing in the spiritual life is just to understand that jesus is doing it he's doing it in you and for you and through you he's doing it and we just get out of the way you know it's not about pulling out the darkness as much as it is letting the light of god in what sets you free? It's the truth. The truth sets you free. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. 
And we get more Jesus by understanding who he is, cultivating his presence, cultivating his intimacy. But it's like when you're in a dark room, you don't even need to worry about the dark. You just let the light on. As soon as the light comes on, the whole room illuminates and all the darkness needs to leave. So, Father, why don't you pray right now for the light of God to just pour into every listener. Father, we pray that the light that is Jesus would pour into each person that's listening today. We pray that you would deliver them from anxiety, that you would flood them with grace. We pray that you would do a new thing for each person. Let the light of Christ fill them, Lord. Fill me, Lord. Fill us, Lord. The light of Christ, the light of Christ that we saw on Mount Tabor, the light of Christ that we see in the resurrected King, that it would fill us and deliver us from all fear, from all anxiety, from all hatred. People know, I hate these people. Well, you know what? You don't have the time to hate. That will keep you away from God. You need to forgive. How do I forgive? I asked Jesus that I could borrow his forgiveness so that I can forgive people who I hate. No longer do I hate. They are the people I pray for. Listen to this now. Now, by this we know and be sure that we know him. Not know about him. Not know what other people told us about him. But to know him. Like, do you know Jesus? Do you know the Lord? You need the new birth experience. Oh, yes. We need the new birth experience. Jesus said that to Nicodemus. We need the new birth experience. Let me continue. Whoever says, I have come to know him, but does not obey his commandments, is a liar. And what is his commandment? That we love God with our whole heart, our whole soul, our whole strength, our whole mind, and we love our neighbor as he loves them, even unto death. Whoever says, I have come to know him, but does not obey his commandments, is a liar. And in such a person, the truth does not exist. But whoever obeys his word, truly this person, the love of God, has reached perfection in him. By this we may be sure that we are in him. Whoever says, I abide in him, ought to walk just as he walked. Imagine, we're called to walk as Jesus walked on this earth. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. We cannot do this on our own. Christianity is impossible to do without the Holy Spirit. Christianity is impossible to do without the Holy Spirit. Because without the Holy Spirit, the only thing we're doing is following the law. And we've been freed from the law. How? By the grace of Jesus Christ, who died on the cross and rose from the dead. We've been freed from the law. And I'm not talking about the Ten Commandments. We need to obey the Ten Commandments. But not the law of the Jews, which was 613 precepts. We don't need to obey those. But we are in the light, and we love the light, and we walk in the light, and we know him because he has forgiven us. 
We know him because he has taken away our sins. We know him because he's the Lord who loves us. Beloved, I am writing you no new commandment, but an old commandment that you have and had from the beginning. An old commandment is the word that you have heard. Yet I am writing you a new commandment that is true in you and in you because darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. That's the light of Christ, what we've been talking about, the light of Christ. It's a new day, it's a new day. It's a brand new day, hallelujah. It's a new day, it's a new day. It's a brand new day. Resurrection, resurrection, hallelujah. Resurrection, resurrection. Hallelujah. It's a new day. Go out and have a good day. Let the Lord know that you love him. Surrender to him because he's in love with you. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass. 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass. 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.